You should totally deadpan the opening and say, if you think Dan is funny, then you are ready. What do you think? No. Yes. Classic. We're going classic on this one? Class. No, I mean, just, no. Do what you normally do is what he's saying. Yeah. Don't listen to a fucking word I say. Don't listen to birthday boy over here. Yep. Just keep your pants on. No, we're going to do it the normal way, so the pants have to go off. And if you think unzipping the pants is fine, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. This is Dom. He's hanging out with us tonight, talking about some intranaut. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's nice to be here, Jeff. Uh, normally I go by the term of Dig Dug, but uh, tonight it's okay. It's a sunny 110 degrees here in and uh, my skin has never been... What, what? It's the wrong show, man. Oh. All right, that's a thing now. <laughs> what, the hell's, what the hell's happening? I have no idea. Okay. So who are we talking about tonight? Uh, we're talking about the band Intranaut. Intranaut. This is one of the first episodes we've done that's been based on a listener's suggestion. That's right. Invisible Teeth suggested this way last year. Like a hundred years ago. Sometime yeah. back in August. So this is for you, man. Cheers. Yep. So what's been going on with everybody this week? I've been listening to Invisible Teeth and diagnosing problems. I uh, watch Intronaut because I've already been listening to it and it's good shit. I listened well, to it. Um, you slept through some of it. Slept through some of it. <laughs> you slept through the shit that I like. Well, there's a shock. I would give my sleeps during this during this band's music uh, a solid 7 out of 10. I think that's okay. These guys kind of remind me of contortionists in that way. They just totally make me relax, chill out. It is very easy to fall asleep to a couple of their albums, and I actually do use them for, for that on occasion. So, yeah. I got to say, the little bit that I have listened to, I mean, everything I've heard has just been one continuous flow. It seems like you can start an album and end it. Uh, the music just changes so much that it it's hard to tell where one song begins and one ends. A little bit up your alley on this one? Not so bluesy or such a definitive starter ending? No, it's just I, I love the flow. It's not a constant. It's it's a little bit different in the sense that uh, they're introducing different elements into the time change, and I hate to admit, but I kind of got bored at times. They make yeah, left turns. Sure. They make right turns. I listened to this band off of the suggestion we got last year, and I've spent the past six months trying to process it. And they're either really good progressive metal or really generic progressive metal, depending on your opinion. Because there are times where they really want to be between the buried and me. Yeah, I get a little bit of a Mastodon vibe from some of the stuff they do. Yeah, they do. They really want to be Catatonia at one point. They want to be Candiria. They want to be... Vocally, they want to be God Loves Underwater and Alice in Chains with those crazy harmonies. So And and a little bit of contortionist. With the timing, I hear a little Circus Survive in there, though. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get into Circus Survive, I'm going to take some time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, you can find everything discography discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, so if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. Ask it to play the latest episode of Discography Discussion, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening. And now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. 
Five-star reviews are a thing that we love on Discography Discussion. All I'm asking is for a review of some kind. You can review us on iTunes. You can review us on Facebook. If you go to facebook.com slash discography discussion, you can actually leave us a starred rating on Facebook as well. If you leave us a rating, we will read it on the show. And um, we love five-star reviews, but if you don't feel like we deserve that, give us whatever kind of review you think we deserve. And we got some listener feedback this week. Dan, are you ready for this? Uh, I, you know, I'm, I was born ready, Joe. All right. so Born ready, man. In regards to episode 48, Carcass with Scott Mellinger. Ger. What did I say? Ger. I say it the way it comes to me. Yeah, so we got some listener feedback on the Carcass episode with Scott Mellinger of Zayo. Um, it was an email from a guy named Finney. And uh, Finney said, hey, guys, I'm in the middle of listening to the Carcass episode, and I thought I would share this box set Earache put out several years ago. Not sure if you've seen it, but it's pretty cool. And so he sent us a bunch of high-quality pictures of this Carcass box set that looks awesome. Yeah, check this out, Jeff. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, totally sick. It's, yeah, it's every, it's every Carcass album in one box. Um, there's DVDs included, making oh, of. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's so awesome. It is really good, man. And, I want to uh, know how many, what was the limited number on that? I don't know, but it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. So, it looks uh, like a VHS box set. And yeah, that's answer, what I was thinking, too. To answer your question, Finney, I do actually, uh, I, I, I don't have it, but I have seen it in many places. I actually lost an eBay auction on it recently, and uh, that's uh, definitely up there in my list of disappointments. You but, lost you know, it? You probably lost it too, Finney. Yeah, I probably did. <laughs> that's Wouldn't probably that my ironic? version. So if you could just mail that to <laughs> yeah, me Yeah, he so he's like rubbing it in. At discography discussion. Yeah, so <laughs> it'd be awesome. But thanks for the pics, man. It's very, very cool. Very neat. This is a YouTube comment from Art E. Morbid. This is really great. Last time I saw Carcass was back in 2014 in Chicago. They put on a super great performance, to which I said, thanks for listening. I've personally never seen them live. Glad to know I may still have a chance, though, because they're still going on that new record. Oh, yeah, dude. It's not even a new record anymore. It's a few years old. It was a ripper, dude, so... <laughs> Hell yeah, it was. Don't say ripper. Judas Priest is about to come out. So yeah. who wants R- to talk about the Alathian feedback? Man, we got a lot of feedback on the Alathian episode. We put the episode out, what was it, Joe, like last Friday? Something like that. Yeah, it was a week ago. Yeah, so uh, we got an email from Alex Kennis of Alathian saying, uh, Hey, guys, uh, Travis dropped me a link to the podcast. Good stuff. I'm starting... Uh, I'm going to start working my way through the back episodes. Awesome, dude. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for the trip down memory lane. The nonsense we dealt with was way beyond what was mentioned. I'm sure you suspect, but it was a good, solid retrospective. And you were very kind about the sketchy audio quality of CDs literally recorded <laughs> in closets and sheds with broken mics. Literally? Yeah. You used literally properly. How about that? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and uh, thank you for listening. Um, what about Joel's Facebook yeah, message? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Joel Thorpe contacted me afterwards and uh, gave me a little bit of download info on the band that I didn't know. So I appreciate that, Joel, for you uh, sending me that. Thank you, Trav. Thanks, Travis. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Travis. Yep. You want to talk about this at the end, Dan? Yes. Okay. So. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so we, my, my buddy at work is now listening to uh, Intronaut <laughs> as, nice. we're, as we're doing this, this podcast. So this is great. <laughs> this was an interesting surprise because I'm not going to lie to you. For the most part, I'm kind of locked in on Between the Buried and Me as the only band that sounds like that. Oh, you're missing out, man. I know, right? <laughs> because... 
I end up in these little holes where I'm like, okay, that's the best that this style is going to get. And is it the fretless bass that does it? We're going to get into the fretless bass, and I guess we need to start this off the right way. Jeff, you have the most experience. Yeah. Tell me about Intronaut. You should have asked me that before I drank a bunch of vodka. All no, right. No, so. no, no, it's <laughs> they're um, I think they're they're a four piece, and uh, they're from the west coast, if I'm not mistaken. California. Uh, yeah, in in Cali, they're all over the map. That's probably the best way to describe them. And I guess that's why they well, get like all over the map physically or uh, you mus- know, musically. Musically, <laughs> no. I mean, they're, they're splattered. Just, like, yeah, they're, one they have got a, hard... a finger in Michigan. <laughs> the other guy's got an ankle down in Texas. Gotcha. They're you know they're pretty typical you know prog metal band in the fact that they're uh, they're they're influenced by jazz and a bunch of other uh, obscure things that you would think of when it comes to to metal itself. Uh, Time signatures are all over the place. Uh, they're definitely uh, drums, definitely polyrhythmic. I mean, it, it's 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 a lot of fun if you if you dig that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you're not used to the whole prog metal scene, I mean, there's sometimes a tough pill to swallow because it's it's a lot to take in on your first go around. It, I mean, it, I would say they're probably like a uh, a better uh, introduction than say BT Band would be, but. I disagree heavily. No, I don't know that. if we agree on that one, Jeff. No, I'm just talking about. Uh, I think BT Bam is even more all over the place. You, you don't agree with that? Well, they are now. See, um, Internaut on Void back in 2006 was all over the place, kind of from the beginning. BT Bam kind of eased us into it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, because they they kind of go the opposite. I mean, they started out like fucking crazy, and then they as time went on, they got uh, got they got their shit together. Yeah, see, I feel like they, they started off in Void, you know, it, like that it was a really strong start. And then I think, you know, prehistoricisms and, and further on, pretty much all the way till we get to the direction of, of Last Things, that's where they kind of started bringing it back. Um, so we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, whenever I listened to Void for the first time, I really liked it. Uh, and I, I liked the focus, like the, the balance between heaviness and and melody that they had going on um and yeah, there's even, a lot more riffiness in this one yeah and i don't want to throw the word progressive out there because it's kind of a douchey term to me anyway um i think that they were just a melodic band that had a lot of really good ideas that they brought to the table you know with uh with with with, with a good heavy vocal you know some breakdown some time signature changes you know they were definitely like really skilled players and I thought that this record was really um, was really diverse, and um, but focused. Definitely. Yeah, there's only seven songs, but I feel like they kind of made an active decision to cut out the filler. Yeah, it even with seven songs, I mean they're at 43 minutes. I mean there's quite a bit, quite a bit to consume with each song. Are they on the chaotic side of metal? No. No. They have their little brutal moments that they kind of fall into where it could stand on its own and be extreme metal or even metalcore-ish. Well, maybe on Void, sure. But then they just immediately stop and go into this progressive jazz jam. Vamping, as we like to call it, where everybody does what they want and just holds a chord, which is a bit of a trope in progressive metal. I do not dislike this band, but I hear things that they do as they go on 
that they put a little more thought into the feeling behind the transition. Whereas early on, it kind of sounds like I wrote down a progressive arrangement on paper and said, this is what we're going to do. Where between the buried and me would be a barometer of, yes, there were rapid changes, but everything kind of flowed together. This is more of a definitely more of a jazz perspective. It's a little tribal tech at times where, okay, we're just going to vamp on D and everybody's going to take turns. And it's really cool. I find myself liking it way more than I think I should. I think the reason why you, you, you hear what you were talking about, uh, after the first two albums, there was a, uh, a member change. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was. And uh, that's why it went from, you know, you're talking about your elements of you know, metalcore and stuff like that being brought in. It's because the guy that was bringing all the riffs left the band uh, to go. I can't rem- shit. I can't remember the other band that he that he went to. Uh, I've listened to him, but I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I'll have to. We'll have to go interject that later. But yeah, that's when it, it went straight up, like up your ass, proggy. Is after he left, and that's whenever yeah. the, it's when it it totally went clean on the vocals and had all the the crazy vocal harmonies was uh on the third album which is if you've listened to me on this podcast you know how much i love that shit whatever reason valley of smoke just that was not my thing on for these guys well but we'll get to that when we get to that void i thought was a pretty solid record i mean so you have oh, to look at it you have to look at it as from a debut record i've definitely heard a lot worse debut records from bands these guys kind of come out of the gate and are already good we're not we're not having to experience all those weird growing pains that bands have to go through in order to actually start putting out material that's actually listenable. And uh, I think with Intronaut, I mean, this is definitely a solid beginning. I think the only thing that I can really say to fault it is that it doesn't necessarily set us up for what we're going to get. No, that's that's and absolutely true. The problem with a with a debut record like this is that it establishes something that never actually comes to be. Um, this record is just kind of its own thing, and you can say that you know, sure, it's uh, it's what they set out they set out for it to be in its own separate project or or whatever. But like, oh, well, that's because of Null. I mean, if you go back, I mean, I know it's their, it's kind of like their their original release was an EP Null. I want to give special attention to it by yeah, the go way because this Null, I'm going to play it at the beginning of the show before we start talking about Void, but. Null is a little more extreme, a little less progressive. Yes, it is. And Void is so kind of... I liked this one the most out of all the releases. I didn't like it the most. Do okay. you feel that this band has set a pattern that they're going to pretty much already have blown their wad, so to say? I'm a big proggy metal fan, so I'm going to say no. This is Null fully realized. Yeah, that I will agree with. Like... I think you should look at this as almost like two separate bands. Like, Null and Void are... See what you did there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, that's... It, Null and Void are two things that should be listened to. I mean, it, it's kind of like what we talked about the, uh, you know, with Contortionist. I'm like, you can't really put language in an exoplanet. So we're going to look at this like Van Halen. Van Halen is Sammy... Hagar versus David Lee Roth. I mean, still uh, the same band, but different flavors. Yo, yeah, yeah, but different ways of approaching the same progressive subject. Yeah, but you still had Eddie, you know, and and the Van Halens. I forget his 
brother or cousin. Whatever. Alex. <laughs> Alex, yeah. <laughs> Fuck we're, Van Halen. Yeah, I, I could we're get, metal fans. Jeff, yeah, I just failed the Van Halen episode, oh, yeah. by the way. Dude, man. <laughs> the only thing I know is 5150 because the guy I work with. Be another, is this going to be another Pantera? Oh, I fucking can't stand Van Halen, man. You can quote me on that. Oh, shit. I won't tell John. I hate Van Halen, but I love David Lee Roth. Uh, no, I, I've, I told John that I can't fucking hand, I can't stand Van Halen. I let him know that. It's his favorite band. I know. Ass. I know. And he was just like, what? Void, I thought, was a really good debut album, like I said. And I, th I think it really um, would have got the attention of people that were into metalcore. For the most part, I think if you if you're two types of people, you can still appreciate Void. If you're a meathead and you just want to hear heavy shit, uh, that it, it does the job. But yes, do you, it does. Do you feel that after that first album, the people that were really like getting into it just all of a sudden, and then the second album comes along and they're let down? Oh yeah, no, for sure. Really, I I thought. I thought prehistoricisms did a, a decent enough job of bridging the gap. Well, so I'm I'm a big enough meathead fan, like meathead metal head to to understand that sentiment of being like, oh shit, it's not heavy anymore, so I don't give a shit. But like, no, what it was, um, it just got epic, man. Yeah, it did, and like I, this is where I started getting a mastodon vibe off of the band. You have these longer songs, and. They're really well thought out. You can tell it was all written on paper before it was recorded. And what I like about this record is this is where the meathead in me kind of slowly takes a backseat to the pretentious asshole in me. And but, I really But I think they do a good job. Yeah. They do yeah. a good job of, of bridging that gap, I feel This was a this. very listenable record oh, to me. fantastic. Prehistoricism, that is. Um, we, we've moved past Void. <laughs> and we're on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, this record's great. Actually, my favorite song on this record is the last one, The Reptile Brain. Yeah, that's actually really good. Oh, my God. I mean, it is 16 minutes of just masturbation. I'm going to have to re-listen. But, I mean, who doesn't like to masturbate, right? My initial so, response to... The reptile brain was, it's better than swim to the moon. Well, yeah, of course it is. And I admit I spent a lot of time, especially this week, comparing this band between the buried and me. And too much time. They, they, they spend time being aspects of other progressive bands. This is the record for the sludge fan. If you want to introduce that buddy of yours that really likes Sludge and Doom and give him something a little more to listen to, this is the record. They slowed it down in places and just made it painful. But there's which so much more great. up their own ass on this one. A yeah, little which, bit. You know, <laughs> which I'm totally cool with. That's to be expected. If a band calls themselves progressive, I mean, you need definitely... A little bit of pretension there. I mean, if you look at the track titles alone, Cavernous Den of Shame, Prehistoricism, <laughs> The Reptile Brain, Primordial Soup. All right, my favorite, The Literal Black Cloud. Black Cloud. Dude, that bitch. No, dude, that's my favorite song on this album, man. This, it's fan-fucking-tastic. I mean, really, this, this whole album, as far as, like, Talking about that sludginess and a little bit of, you know, up your own ass with a little bit of Mastodon mixed in. Dude, this is a great fucking album. But it, the interesting thing is time goes on. I like to put the parallels with the contortionist, number one, because I, I love the contortionist. And I tend to, anytime I hear the word progressive and metal in the same sentence, I automatically want to go and use that as my barometer. 
And uh, I think they actually follow a, a fairly similar track uh, as far as how they go and as they, they tend to soften up until you get to the last album. They really uh, they follow the same path. Give Dom about five seconds here to hear that fretless bass that's going on. Progressive okay. metal band with a fretless bass player. All right. From my point of view, having been playing the bass now for almost 15, 18 years, who knows who's been keeping track. Those brain cells have been killed. But uh, he's just there, man. He's liquid. He is comfortable. He's, he's just floating. He's not doing anything special. He's just holding it. Well, depending on the song... Uh, uh, the bass holds the melody on a lot of tracks. No, I, I understand that. But, I mean, there, there's holding the melody just as a standard song. And then there's holding the whole song. They, no, there's, and he's got it. Yeah, there's he, songs he's where he is. by himself. Yeah. He is Keith Moon of the bass. He, he, he's holding the whole melody <laughs> God, in his Keith head. Moon, what a, and he's what a flying up and down the neck. And he's playing the song. He's not listening to the tempo. He's not keeping beat. He's playing his song. Yes. He's doing his own thing, and it's working. Yeah, actually, However, there is a however. With his ability to hold that that well, he's not exploring the whole atmosphere that he could be filling. So what you need to do is you need to go home this week and listen to this band. There are large sections of these songs as they go on it's all that fretless bass man and i talked about this on the alathian episode you've got a dude this isn't even in the same ballpark as alathian you yeah, have but there's a fretless bass on alathian. but you've got there's this amount of groove you it, turn the bass up and you let it be the focus but there is a problem with that too. I mean, you got to know when to measure it because if you just hold that groove long enough, people get bored. That is true. And, and it doesn't matter how good you are, you can listen to any Jeff Beck album you want. Eventually, it gets old. See, I I don't know. I I played bass too, so I maybe I I feel different on that. But Jeff might be the most qualified fretless player in the room. <laughs> Former cello master over here. <laughs> Viola more than anything else, but yes. Yeah. Uh. But it actually reminds me of, uh, even though the music styles are different, but the fact that they actually make the bass such a prominent portion of the melody is a band called Pinback. Uh, they're kind of a uh, emo-ish pop alternative band from the late 90s, early 2000s. And the, You know what show you're on, right? <laughs> well, well, yeah, but you know what? I just, just I'm not just a, a fucking meathead like Dan over here. So does anybody have anything else to say about this? Because this is the second best album. I want to start sharing the groove with our guest because this is going to get groovier. And yeah, honestly, I'm me. not that impressed by the fretless bass. Every progressive metal band does it. It's all the way back to Death's Human in 1995. Well, this is a fretless bass has been part of the for uh, every part, song though as part of the of as part of the. Um, Progressive metal thing. 
I guess I just grew up listening to okay. a lot of uh, jazz basses. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and sure, Joe, on every song. Frets, like, that's no their, frets. It doesn't really that's matter. That's gimmick. It's still bass playing. It's still it's still playing the same shit over and over and over again. Thank you. Okay? So, like, it's not... Um, the frets just allow you to blend that together a little bit better. That's it. I think it's that's fine, it. but I don't find it a selling point for the band. Let's put it that way. Thank you. You know, it's just... And don't get me wrong. That was my favorite album by this band because <laughs> I enjoy Fuck. the... I enjoy the, uh, the prehistoricism record a lot. Yeah, that's my second favorite. But when we get to when we get to Valley of Smoke, um, dude, they're so far up their fucking ass on this song, on this album. It's just it's so depressing. Keep in mind, this is after listening to a 16 minute instrumental song called "The Reptile Brain," that I said was a great song. Okay, this record is bullshit. No, it's fine. It's okay. It's run. It's, it's run the, of the mill. Yeah, and that's the problem with it. Hey guys, we're well known. We got a record deal. We need to make another fucking album so we can make some money. Yeah, well, absolutely. What happened? Honestly, and we have to play faster. I've been wa- <laughs> I've been waiting my entire life to sell out, so I'm not worried about that. But like, <laughs> no, no, yeah. So the, so they sold out. They they lost uh, the guitarist that brought all the the crazy. They lost metal. him. Like they put him in a weird corner of the bus, and then they couldn't find him again. Pretty much. Okay. And, th- and then another band discovered. Covered him. Hey! Okay. I found him! He's back here! <laughs> hey guys, it's weird to be in a new band now with a guy that plays bass with frets on it. Uh, he yeah. was under my carry-on! Trust me guys, it'll be fine. <laughs> but, uh, no, like, yeah, this record was just so... First of all, good introduction of clean vocals. Yes, it was. Which was a welcome addition to the band because I would I would listen to like me as a vocalist, I was predominantly a screaming vocalist. I couldn't really sing very well. So uh, like you're selling yourself short. No, dude, seriously. I've heard it. No. Yes, I have. No, no, you've heard like later stuff. Yeah, which is decent. <laughs> you haven't heard yet. You know what? You and Joe decent at best. You well. should hear some of the bad stuff. Anyway, so um Basically, the clean vocals were a welcome addition. That's my favorite thing about this record was that, uh, you know, the first two records were really great and they had a lot of really good melodic moments. And being a meathead predominantly, I still kind of felt like, you know, it would really sound good over some of these more melodic parts, some some good old-fashioned singing. And and we get that on this record. Unfortunately, the music isn't isn't profound enough for me to have that response. Yeah, it's definitely not sense? up to standard. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the, the, the vocal harmonies that they start to introduce here, uh, I, I mentioned it earlier, they, they start hinting at the whole uh, haunting vocal harmonizing that you get with Goggles Underwater and Alice in Chains, but the music doesn't match. The band No, and like they standard. really, really wanted to be Mastodon on this record. Oh, it's not... Yeah, it's and it's plain as day, and I don't. Yeah. I'm certain I mean, this is their first. Uh, I think they were what Century Media. Is that what they did? Yeah, and Crack the Sky. This is not. Yeah, you know, I, let's I, put I, that I, way. I'm starting to wonder if they got pushed in, in a certain direction because I mean, number one, it, it's a it's a very large departure from prehistoricisms, which was fantastic. I mean, I understand that you're going to have a change whenever you have somebody who's been writing a lot of the stuff is no longer with the band. But I, I feel like there is enough of uh, outside influence saying, hey, this is what sells. This is what you guys need to do. And, and I get that. That's cool. I mean, they, I'm sure they got an advance. I, you know, I'm sure they got some money that they had never seen before, and they're going to go with it. 
But thankfully, after this album, they get better. Thank God. This was the low point. I was not having a good time while listening to this. I started to really hear the progressive metal tropes. The we hit one chord and just kind of do pull-offs for the next two minutes. Well, it kind of reminded me of Callisto. Like, I was I was flashing back to Callisto a lot when I was listening to this. Oh, I hear Callisto. I don't think of the, ba- the band Callisto. I think of Trivium and the the album Shogun, <laughs> which I know how much Dan loves Trivium. Cool, dude. So, uh, <laughs> the uh, actually, you know what? I listened to the newest Trivium album, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's actually really fucking yeah, good. It was really good. I, so... You know. All right, good. Back to Intronaut. Yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, guys. Uh, this record is decent. Like, it's one of those weird things where, like, yes, we're criticizing it because that's what we do. But this is still a good record if you heard it on its own. The problem is, is that there's two other records that came before it that are significantly better. And a couple really good EPs. A couple of really good EPs. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Sorry, I'm going to say it. This and Null, I I don't know. I get the same feeling listening to this as I do listening to The Great Misdirect. It's kind of like Colors, only it's not. (laughs) It's good, but it's not as good as the thing that it kind of sounds like. There are things on this record that I heard on the last two, and I'm going to hear way better versions of on the next two. It's listening to that point where we had to make a record or we were just hanging out jamming and we say well you know guys this thing called liquid tension experiment we can just jam for the next 16 hours and release it well you know mike we need to put a little effort into writing these songs no 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 we're just going to release the jams i really kind of feel like i'm getting all of the jam on this and none of the brutality And the brutality was kind of the other half of this band's coin that I was drawn to in the first two releases. Yeah, it's absent here. And I think that they were really trying to cash in on that whole, like, popularity of bands like Mastodon and The Sword and stuff like that. Like A little bit of Opeth. A little bit of Opeth, a little bit of, like, that sludgy metal. Yeah, The Ocean, too. I mean, well, actually, I think they actually, um, I don't know if it was on this album or the next one, they actually... Uh, toured and opened for the ocean, which uh, that's another band that if you haven't checked out, you should if you're into this kind of music. So here's my question about this record. If this was the last record in the discography, would you be on board? Nope. No, it's not really much of a swan song. No, this is... What I would say if this was their last record is that they achieved greatness early on and drowned in a sea of mediocrity. Yeah, this is just it's run of the mill. Run of the mill progressive metal. So it's still better than your average metal. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I'm I'm still trying to find the metal in this release. There's more metal in this release than the next one. This is like listening to Tribal Tech. Clearly the musicians are better than the guys playing in the metal band that you were just listening to. But what exactly are you doing? Are you just sitting there trying to create something and then calling it a finished product? Or are you just not putting effort into the release? Yeah, let me put it this way. It's like, do you want to listen to Ingve Malmsteen or Dimebag Daryl? Do I really have to choose? Chuck Shoulder. 
Well, they, he's the best of both worlds, so that's why he doesn't count, because he's better than both. He's like a robot that feels pain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. So <laughs> We'll talk about Ingve on another episode, but needless to say... Yeah, but that's kind of my point, is like, this is more Ingve, where the previous two albums were more Dimebag. See, I don't know if this is Ingve because Ingve is just turned up to 11, and he's an onslaught, whereas Dimebag is an onslaught and doesn't know it and we feel like he's put a little more thought into it no no i i i disagree with that i think i think ingve's problem is that he puts too much thought into it and he's too technical and there's no feel where dimebag is all feel if we have to argue about like what our <laughs> examples actually mean yeah like i'm trying to use so analogies I and apparently that, I, I just fucked up and i just made us i think that this record was just a miss is all it was. i think i think that prehistoricism was like um it's just it was way better they, they went they went sludgy they went they went a little softer and people responded to that so they followed suit yeah, I, well, I, I think also the fact that it was this was their also their first uh, like worldwide release on Century Media. I think that had something to do with it too. So Century said, "Don't scream on this record, so we can sell it to the the contemporaries." No, and it's funny too because on this record too, when his his not clean vocals sound exactly like Mastodon. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly <laughs> like. I think all the they difference said was is, though is that Mastodon knows to release a song that's really good for radio play. And then they can be as experimental as they want after the fact. I just think they were trying to catch lightning in a bottle because, like Dan said, Macedon was such a big thing at this time. Like, what is this, like 2008, 2010, somewhere in there when this album came out? 2010. 2010, okay, yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's what they're, they're exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Central Media is looking to cash in. Everybody's trying to sign the next Mastodon. Uh, that's really what it comes down to. And, and somebody that was there, you know, the ARI just said, yeah, this these guys could be. And, like, I just wish that that shit wouldn't happen. Just let bands be who they are. No money. I, I know, I know, but... I guess that's what I'm trying to say is when you let people be who they are. Okay, no, Jeff. That's money. W- okay. That's when the money is made. <laughs> Imagine this. Unless you're talking pop music, individuality, in, especially in metal, is what makes you the money. This isn't even metal anymore. It's not. And that's kind of my point. Okay. But, I mean, even with the Beatles, we'll, we'll go White as far album. as the Beatles. As experimental as they were, damn, they still listened to their manager as how to sell the album. They may not have always listened, and it may have worked in their favor, but that was just a stroke of luck. Did you listen to the second? Yeah, I just said the White Album. Did you listen to the second album in that? Because that was a double album. Yeah, because that was way off the fucking. Right, but there were still good. There were still a few songs on there. But you have to consider that the White Album was so far in their career that no one was going to tell them what to do. Right. This right. being the third album here, I mean, they're they're trying to still climb that hill. Right. And do whatever they're told. That's the music industry in the two thousands. You can be into your third release and still be trying to win people over. I mean, right. shit. Look at Dave Grohl. He's been doing this for twenty some odd years now. Fuck and he, Dave Grohl, man. He, he fucked up my favorite band. Still. Still following that corporate monkey puppet. 
He's doing what sells the albums. He's doing great for himself. Yeah, that's the reason but, why William but, Goldsmith is no longer the drummer of that band. I like money. Thank you. Thank you. I like money. You guys so like you, money? So you know who William Goldsmith is? Yes. Hey, All right. Can I get Fuck some money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love money. I don't know about you guys, but I love money. I okay. love money. Money is great. Money, money makes the world fantastic. go around. And you know what? If I was put in their shoes, I would probably do the same damn thing. The yeah. thing is, though... Especially with the advance they got. Now, wait, I guarantee wait. the guys from Intronaut are all working 40 hour week jobs. Probably. And if that's the case, Dan, I want you to make me an album. Okay? Okay. I want you to make it true. Everything that's in your soul and your heart, throw it down. I guess. Okay? All right. You're still working that 40 some odd hours a week job. Okay. Oh, guys, we got something great. We can sell this, we can do this. You know what? You don't have to work that 40-hour-a-week job. You, you might just need a part-time job. Okay. But I need you to kind of clean it up a little bit. Make it tasteful. You know, maybe mention God in there somewhere. And, and, uh, and make a radio uh, single. You know, I did that already. Uh, let's put a Nike symbol <laughs> on the album cover. What? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> I'm um, just saying, there are certain tweaks along the way that you have to do to sell the album. Now, whether or not it works in your favor... Do I have to wear skinny jeans? Is on the top... Can you get into skinny jeans? That depends on how skinny they are. <laughs> ask, me in, ask me in four months. We'll see how well I did on my diet. But, uh, you know... Right now, a size 42 is skinny no, like, for me. Okay, so I see your point, 100%. I oh, do. shit, I'm in 32s. I, I totally see your point. It's totally a lie. I'm in, but like, 34. The thing is, is that, like, this band, I think, is structured around the idea of... Oh my god, guys, we're getting reviews that are saying that we are progressive and that we are boundary pushing and that we're doing all this stuff that other metalcore bands... See, it's really easy to play like In Flames riffs, throw some breakdowns on there and have a guy screaming that sounds like a dying calf. Like, you know what I mean? But then, like, but then, like, the pretty boy bass player, or guitar player, or whatever, he does like clean vocals that sound like balls in a vice grip, and everybody loves it. Hey, Dan, I took the like, frets off my bass. That's all you have to do, right? To be successful, uh, I think right? It comes down to, I mean, you, you come to a point in your career where you decide, okay, are we still a metal band? Yes or no? The well, answer is no here. We're, we're kind of leaning toward this way. Do we continue on this path and totally change how we are? Incubus is a great example. When Incubus started off, they were funky. They were heavy and they were funky. S Science is one of my favorite albums. Well, but, not Fungus Among Us. And, and then we get farther <laughs> into the career Enjoy and they Incubus. get more poppy and they get more, you know, a little bit more no, I psychedelic. Feel I feel you. Yeah. But that's where the money was. That's what the people wanted for the times. But as a good band, just to say that you're a good band before you get the ratings, before you get the stars, before you get the album sales, if you have your shit together and you're capable of pulling out magic out of your ass, do you conform to what society and the market calls for or do you continue on that path as an artist? See, here depends the, on how much money I'm being paid. So here's here's how I feel about Truthfully, that whole. It, and the question idea. there is, how much of a dedicated artist are you? 
I mean, uh, if I, you're 100% dedicated to your art, you are not going to bend. This is what you're presenting. This is what you're doing. This is how fucking crazy it is. Look at Tiny Tim. You're six foot four, and you're going to play the fucking ukulele? <laughs> well, you know what? He became a sideshow and made a shit ton of money off of Damn it. Damn right. I don't think that Intronaut is selling out here. On this record or on the next record. I don't think they're selling out. I think no, they're... I think they I think they're sticking to their artistic integrity because at this time, 2008, 2009, 2010, the smart thing to do is to sound like Killswitch Engage or to sound like Azalea Dying or to sound like uh Under Oath? Under not Under Oath. Um They were on the way out. They right? were gone then. But yeah, I maybe I don't Never know. Never forget. I can't remember. But uh basically it is to is to stay heavy enough with a little with like pop choruses. Because like when I got into metalcore and we'll talk about this next week a little bit when we talk to the guys from Tetelestai, but the thing is is that when I first got into metalcore, it was an expression. It was, it was kind of almost a defiance against the modern mechanisms of metal. It was this new thing. It was like this this mixture of like punk rock and heavy metal, but it was like based in like death metal, but like a little bit easier to digest than death metal. And I liked it because of the passion, because of the weird time signatures, because of just the the all out just like extremity of the music and then sometime around 2004 2005 bands that were playing that style started singing adding choruses you ended up with a song structure of like verse chorus verse chorus breakdown chorus end and these are like heavy bands like people are calling these metal bands like there's no like it was very formulaic it was very lame and I think that if you were a record executive with a band like Intronaut, you've got a record like Void, and you're listening to it, you're going to try to encourage that band to sound more like Killswitch Engage or to sound more like Bullet For My Valentine or bands like that. What Intronaut actually did on these records is they said, no, we like being melodic. We like being downbeat. We like creating atmosphere with our music so I think it's one of those things that like as a metal fan it's hard to get behind it because it's like well you know my biggest rule for being a metal fan is that what I listen to has to be metal and I don't think that these guys are really concerned with that as much and so I think they did take the they, they, they did take the artists way out and they did whatever they wanted to do despite what anybody else thought. So they did the opposite of what the fan would accuse them of doing. You guys stopped being heavy. You guys stopped being brutal. No. What we right. actually did was the most brutal thing in the room, which was play <laughs> these awesome progressive solos because we can. Right, but the problem is is that, yes, they took the artistic route you know, for everything. Okay, they, they did what they wanted to do. When I listen to these records, I don't hear a band that was like, had a producer behind him standing there with money, with dollar signs in his eyes. Okay, I don't see that. I definitely oh. hear a band that was like, we're going to do the thing that we want to do, and we're going to keep it our own, we're going to keep it us. And that's really respectable. The only downside to it, though, is that 
I don't feel like they were the band that was capable of the greatness that we got from other bands of the same ilk. Does that make sense? See previous statement about Opeth, right. Candiria, Between the Buried and Me, etc., etc., etc. So I'm going to say, yeah, so it, this album was a stumble. But I think... <laughs> Are we what? even on Habitual Leviathans what? yet? Oh, I was hoping you'd read that. Levitations. Oh, okay. It's Levitations. Not Leviathans, yeah. Habitual <laughs> Levitations. Oh, I read, definitely words. read that as Leviathans because Leviathan. the band reminded me so much of Mastodon <laughs> that I just decided that it was called Habitual Leviathans. So come on, yeah, Dan, habit- read the whole title. I yeah. gotta hear Dan read the whole title. <laughs> okay, Habitual Leviathan. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Habitual levitations instilling words with tones. Wow, that sounds like a Christian metal band from the early 2000s. It's and not, I, though. I'm telling I was you. in a Christian metalcore band in the early 2000s, and I can tell you we did not name our records stuff like that. This, uh, this is where they won me. Oh, Besides Void. How? Wait, what? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Did you mean this is when it all went to shit? <laughs> Dan's about to tell Jeff to get out of my house. <laughs> all right. I love vocal harmonies, and they're all over the fucking place. It's like go listen o- to Alice in Chains. Yes, I do. All go the listen fucking to time. fucking America. I do. Go I mean, listen to American they're standards. They're coming to town. Go listen to American <laughs> standards. <laughs> I do. Shout out to Brandon Kellum. Habitual. Le- uh, le- Fuck that! You got me doing it, asshole. Your favorite record, man. Yeah, no, it's not my favorite record. Well, it, you are you're like, I mean, it's up there, slobbering on it. I I have Just been saying. because well, fuck, you like the contortionist, man. You like the this is oh no, these are the B sides no. from the last record. No fucker, you you were not gonna drag the contortionist into this. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, you're. The for th- lowest form uh, of human for this? life. All right, this, you are the this, lowest uh, form of human life. Fuck you. I, I love Happy it. birthday, buddy. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Cheers, Jeff. Cheers. Oh, hey, I already, drank, I already right drank everything, man. Uh, I love this album, and I know, I know, I'm in the minority on it. Is it better than the last one? Oh no. hell yeah. Yeah, I'll agree to that. It okay, is it's than not the last even. Record, it's, yeah. it's night and day. This is not a metal album. I felt like this is the Thank album you. they were trying to make That's on the okay. last one. That's okay. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't have to be a metal album. It's yeah, fine. Th- this is straight up proggy awesomeness. Inca- like, like, like this. This album is for John Drake. I mean, this is. It got a, a hint of metal here and there. I'll send him a message. Tell yeah. him no. This is the album for him. Yes. It, <laughs> right. Yeah. If you don't, I will. I mean, this is. Uh, this is. Hard rock, but it's but it's progressive. That's what this album is. What and happened it, to the vocals? I want to know. They're great on I this think album. They're pretty good. Yeah, I yeah, lo- they're I like fucking fantastic. They're different. I love it, man. It's the uh, the guitarist is actually doing all the crazy harmonies with the man. It's a, this is, this album is a wall of vocals. Like there's so many layers of vocals on this album that it just, it's fucking insane. I love it. Like. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I know people aren't that are metal guys are that are straight up meatheads are gonna shit on this album all day long, like Dan is. I get it. I'm okay with it. 
I'm not a meathead, you fuck. Oh, you're told- you're a f- I already said it, man. You're He's a habitual leviathan. Yeah, you're a closet meathead, man. No maybe, denying it. Maybe. Oh, yeah, you are. You're, you're a meathead without being a bully. How about that? Have you heard the newest Dying Fetus album? It's fantastic. <laughs> See? We'll it's literally called Wrong One to Fuck With. <laughs> Yeah, that's me. Oh my god, I am a meathead. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good album. Like, if you're in a if you're a progressive fan, this is a great album cover to cover. It's really, really, really good. I don't care what anybody else says. If you like progressive, this is the shit. Special this- shout out to the drummer on this record. Oh god, he's a fucking genius, man. He's good, pretty good. This is a progressive <laughs> good. metal stereotype. Well, he's no Travis Turner. Sorry, Travis, he's better. Fuck you. I think Travis would agree. And Jeff and, is fired. And, 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 no, Travis is a beast. Dan, go fired. ahead and say it. <laughs> Tell Jeff to get out of my house. No, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like Jeff too much. I like the record. I'm still kind of hung up on the first two. But God, this you, is the, the first vocal time. harmonies. God, yeah. this is full so fucking good. But this is yeah, the first. Put your pants on. This is the first time I've heard a band of this genre, progressive metal, that takes such drastic steps from one album to another, almost like you can write on a piece of paper the things that they add and the things that they take out. It's almost like a bad board meeting where every week we come back and decide, okay, that didn't work, so we gotta change that. Oh, you know, this <laughs> no, week it's gotta be a little less no. brutal. It's gonna have to be a little no, more musical. It does. It sounds no. so structured that it's a little I'm not chaotic. saying it's a bad thing. I'm no. saying no. this is the first example I have of a band that's so drastically different and you can point it out. I like it. It's like they fixed everything from Valley of Smoke, man. Killing D- Define fixed, sto- because really what they did was change something that just flat out didn't work. I'm sorry, man. Killing Birds with Stones, the first track, it's killer. It goes on forever, so yes. So what, man? It's f- yeah, it kills you because it bores you to death, it's apparently. Game, man. It's not that bad. God, I love this. It could be worse. I love this album. I don't know. You guys are tone deaf. That's what it is. Jeff has fallen the into insulting our ability to consume to this album. <laughs> yeah, well, Did I, I just start talking about lyrics, Jeff? <laughs> no, I don't want to know what the fuck they're saying. By the time you got to this album, the vocals had increased. It had gotten better, but the instrumentals had been lacking. Well, uh, no, uh, it's we because they changed those vocals to the first two albums. And I think you had would have had something that would have turned goat piss into gasoline. I I think on this album, the vocals are the showcase. Besides the drumming, the drumming and the vocals are just the vocals are stellar. Right, but that that doesn't carry an no, album. There's it does way for too much. No, the no. vocals are an improvement. They're not stellar. There's there's, there's way too much. Fucking meandering off into unknown territory God, over I've, and over and over again dude, throughout I've, these songs. It's the yes. progressive metal stereotype. We meander on one thing just and forever. Yeah, dude, the vocals were great. They were layered. They were harmonized. Wonderful. Dude, I so... I still fell asleep. It, it, it sounds exactly, like a B-side to any Disturbed point. album. No. Honestly. No, no. The, the, uh, whole, it, the whole concept... It, the band is together. It sounds good. It doesn't have that edge that it should at no. this progression in their career. No, they. I don't think they're looking for 
an edge on this. That's I think the problem. They're not looking for the edge. They're I don't just want trying them. to get by and say, uh, no, hey, we're no, still no. here. No, no, Let's no. Let's pump no. out another album. This is all about. I think the fact that Dan wants to fall asleep to this album is actually a compliment to it. Really? Absolutely. This is one of my go-to albums so when I want to That's the show. mentality when you throw this in your CD player. Is like, you know what? I want to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> it, I swear to I'm, God. I am so ready that's to That's why I listen to rock out. music. That's why. <laughs> no, no, no. I, li- yeah. all right, I, listen, I listen to... I listen to language for the same reason. So, Jeff, are you saying this record's a sleeper hit? Yeah, but language is a really interesting album that I don't fall asleep to because I want to hear the next song. I'm that enraptured in language and not so much in this record. I need something to take me down a notch every once in a while. Radiohead. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> no. today, today is Jeff's birthday, so he's right. Oh, yeah. oh, oh no, no. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you know what, Jeff? Sorry. Sorry, my bad. Hey, hey, Dom, do you got that D chord? Uh, yeah, can you guys vamp that, on that for that, a while? That. All right, I'm going to go get a sandwich. Okay. The Direction of Last Things. The last album by this band as of today. Love this record. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, The Contortionist has arrived. The Between the Buried and Me has arrived. Opeth uh, makes an appearance. Have a nice they day. They figured it out, man. Yeah, they, they did it. They fucking did it. Yes. yes. This is, this is uh, my favorite album. This is everything good about everything previous. Fully realized into what it is. It's like they're a bunch of witches. They put all their other albums in a cauldron, and this is what you got. At least the drums are real on this one. I'm not going to get into that with you, Joe. I was holding it in for (laughs) the last three, but I cannot confirm that that the drums are real on all the records. The drums are real on all the records. Fuck you. I think they are. Um, You know, I'm 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 the weirdo. Like... Like everybody pushes because I, I think the two releases are uh, what is it a digital uh, gerrymandering and the unlikely event of a water landing I think were the two releases. That's my favorite song is the unlikely event of a water landing. Really? Yeah. And, and and the first half half of the album I think pales in comparison to the second half of the album. And I know, again, I'm probably in the minority. I think it's all good, man. Like, this record, it's weird because whenever I heard the first track, I was like, oh, shit, they've gone mainstream emo. But then I What's kept listening. But then I kept listening. Yeah, dude, it's so fucking good. And uh, the harmonized vocals are there. It's Here's the it's difference, tight. though. It's Here's tight the difference, now. though. It's all tight. It's all compressed into smaller packages, easier to digest. Yes. They finally were all like, hey, our manager's been locked in a closet for like <laughs> eight years. <laughs> we, should probably, we should probably go check on him, make sure he needs some water or something. And, oh, wait, uh, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, wait. How, wait, it's been like 33 days. Yeah. Oh, shit. He's oh, dead. Oh, he's gone. Okay. <laughs> it reminds me of... Uh, <laughs> so either that happened or they got a new manager. Yeah, yeah the fifth element. Yeah. Whenever uh, Bruce Willis shoves the, the dude in the uh, deep freeze. He's still in Helga. there. <laughs> he's still fucking in there. <laughs> but no, I thought this was great. And I thought it was a really good return to form for the band. Yeah, my it favorite song's on here, It kind of goes back to the void sound a little bit. Yeah, they... But they, not to the point of, like, we haven't grown at all. Agreed. Agreed. I, I go They've back. been on a journey, dude. Yeah, I go. I still sure. stand by my, you know, witches with the cauldron, man. They, they took what worked on everything else and made them. I, 
You know, the guy that shot John Lennon said that he thought that they were witches. Yeah, this is a masterpiece. I just man. wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> not saying Jeff's going to kill My favorite anybody, song, but. Soul Pontesio. Oh, my God. Listen to it all fucking day. Fast Worms. I mean, this whole album is just, it's gold. And anybody who says otherwise, fuck you, because this is great. To me, this proves my point. They made drastic changes between the records. I know no other progressive metal band that made drastic changes, either to the tone or the atmosphere or (laughs) the songwriting, the vocals. They literally... It feels like listening to it all at once and really trying to consume it. It feels like somebody just said, well, that didn't work, so let's change that. That didn't work, let's change that. By the time we got to this record, they said, you know what we we completely missed? We're missing the brutality that we started with. Let's get a little more of that in here. And And as soon as you put that back in, everything fits. Everything works. I would listen to this with any musical metal that I enjoy. This isn't your opening band. This is your second band on the bill because they're going to outplay you and they're going to give you some brutality. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to outplay you depending on who you are. Yeah, whenever this is the second band. They're not going to outplay the contortionist. Not in Agreed. your eyes ever. <laughs> not, even, not even close. You know what? I don't know, man. If I, this I is would, a second love... band, you better be ready to fucking throw. Yeah. Down. Otherwise, people are gonna, are gonna like. Uh, you know what? Uh, that first I don't want to get really stuck good. in traffic, so I'm leaving now. Exactly. <laughs> like man, me and Joe I, did to Dream Theater. I'm just saying, after the 45 minute guitar solo, I was done. We saw Between the Buried and Me, and we saw Opeth, and we're like, you know what? Nothing's gonna top that, and we just left. It was fine. <laughs> I win. I'm totally bummed that I missed these guys in the ocean. Because that would have been a great now, fucking wait. show as what, well. What are you talking about at the ocean? The ocean. That's another band. They're oh, fan okay. fucking Joe, you haven't heard the ocean? I have not heard oh, the ocean. Oh, man. dude, you're missing out. Oh, yeah, you are. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dan's talking out of his ass. He's only saying that because I like the ocean. No, I like the ocean, dude. Okay, cool. Now, yeah. where do you see this going with the next album? Do you see him getting heavier? Do you see him getting a little bit more melodic? Honestly, I don't tell know. Tell me what doesn't on, work about this record. Based on history, I don't, don't know. know. They're all over the map. I think worst case scenario, it's going to sound identical. I, I think right now, they're finally finding them. Their sweet spot. It's not who they're supposed to be. It's not who they're wanting to be. It's, hey, you know what? We've tried everything else. Let's just do us. I think this is an... I'd I'd almost disagree and say this is an amalgamation of everything that they've tried before. And it's so... This is clearly an attempt. But look at you as a person 13 years ago. You have changed. Your personality has changed, your attitude has changed, your ideas have changed. Yeah, I put on 50 pounds. Exactly. <laughs> so as a Boy, band... you dead before? Dude, yeah, pretty fucking much. I mean, much. come on. Dude, I'm, I'm 195 pounds now. I haven't weighed 195 pounds since I was in fourth grade. Let's sell my <laughs> to weigh 195 pounds. And that was the sensor button. <laughs> Dan. 
Final thoughts on Intronaut. Check it out, man. There's not a lot of bands out there like this. There's like a, I can count them all in my hands. Intronaut is a really cool band. If you're really into jam bands and really into meandering, you'll really like most of their mid catalog. Personally, I'm more of a first album, last album kind of guy. However, uh, prehistoricism definitely deserves mention because I think that that was the perfect combination of where they were going to go and where they were when they put out Void. Jeff, what about you? My correct opinion. <laughs> Your correct opinion. I love these guys. And I'm perfectly okay with the meandering, like, I want to fall asleep to your music. You're almost ready to fight. That's how much you like them. <laughs> Dude, no. I'm ready to go to sleep. And then, Me too. And Try then, all the booze. No, I want to go to sleep and then fight I my dreams. I want to go to sleep. Habitual Levitations is such a good album. It, I think it's criminally underrated. Habitual Leviathans. Yeah, Leviathans, <laughs> according to Dan. But it's I a way better title. Fuck all of you. <laughs> I, I agree. Hey, hey, I agree. It's a better title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's such a good album. If you're a prog guy, God, go listen to it. It is so good. Uh, and yeah, I know. Uh, uh, the directional last uh, things uh, is. <laughs> That's like the culmination of everything that that was, and uh, and hopefully everything that will be. Because if they continue on the path that they are now, where they're able to to make a marriage of those two worlds, oh my God, the the sky's the limit. I mean, I I like the contortionist. I love the contortionist, but they went straight up prog rock, and uh, get out of Joe's house. Dude, <laughs> you know they're prog rock. You now. do not. You do not speak blasphemy against the mighty contortionist. Dude, contortionists save my life. They save your life. I will never speak blasphemy. You but, did just now. No, I just said the prog rock. The new uh, album dude, is prog rock. You, you know blasphemed. it. Okay. Dude, it's prog rock. The directions, the directions, the last things is a perfect marriage. If they continue on that. It, they. They will rule the scene. That's how good that album is. I, I got to side with Dan. First album, last album. I mean, I, they show your true colors right off the bat, and then you end it with who you truly are. In between, you find yourself, but uh, you, you somewhere sell out in between. For the most part, what I'm hearing, wherever you fall in the progressive metal fan thing that Cannon? people get stuck on. Canon? I'm not going to say canon. All right. Wherever you land on that, find the thing that you like in Intronaut. Because Intronaut is so weird. They just... They... They find the document and they read it and they say, okay, we're going to do 80% of this. And on the next record, it's, we're going to do 95% of this. And it's almost binary. It's fucking confusing to hear a band that just so precisely says, this is what we're going to do. Every album feels one way. There is no, it's pretty and then it's aggressive. It's, this is what it is. And I like it. Men are from Mars, Intronaut is from Venus. Intronaut is from Intronaut. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Thanks, Jeff. Don't go anywhere. I sent a question out to our listeners on Facebook asking if they thought it would be okay for us to occasionally talk about bands that aren't metal. What did they say? Overwhelming response of, yes, do it. 
Really? Awesome. Yes. Good. So that means that despite our website being called DiscussMetal.com, we are now opening up the gates to be able to talk about whatever we want. I find that really mind-boggling. So elaborate. I get to talk about... Don't you oh, fucking gee. say oh, God. it. Emo! So Sunny Day were... Real Estate! Everybody take a drink, motherfuckers. I just all of a sudden want to slip my wrist and lock myself into a black room. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay, then. So here's the deal. I am not willing to open up the flood crate. Fuck. Take a breath, sir. <laughs> I'm not willing to open up the floodgates right this second. However, there has been interest in us doing an episode on the offspring. Interest in us doing episodes on, or an episode on Alice in Chains. Oh, that's a good one, especially considering the, the vocal I, harmonies we've had on, on uh, this yeah. episode. I personally would love to do Led Zeppelin, the Beatles. Oh, yeah. You know, all these bands that kind of like we wouldn't have... We wouldn't have modern music without. So, yeah, so we need to hit all the seminal bands. We need to hit all the seminal bands. And the comments that we got were amazing. What did we get? Uh, well, we got a comment saying that, uh, guys, you know, classic rock bands are the uh, blueprints of metal, basically. Yeah, well, considering we so did really Black good. Sabbath, yeah, and Black Sabbath is... By their own definition, a blues band. Oh, well, that's right. Sense. But they're generally considered a metal band. It was right. very safe for us to talk about them. When when you, you cross that line, I gotta totally go to Maiden. We're gonna get. Oh, to we're Maiden. Doing Maiden. They're power Don't metal. Worry, it's coming. <laughs> I mean, it's power coming. metal. It's they, coming. We're we're doing Maiden. Okay. They're metal. But they've got so many albums. In, that we in my need. book, Maiden would come before the Beatles when it comes to progression and well, fair how enough. it relates. Fair I mean. enough. So, what is the plan? We're not gonna open up the floodgates just yet, but we're not gonna go straight rock podcast. But there will be times, and we have done this before in the past. We've just snuck it by you. Yes, we've uh, we've talked about Caius. We've talked about the Mars Volta. We've talked about um, a third band, which shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was Deadsy, but anyway. So we uh, new we, album twenty eighteen. Yeah, so we, we we've done it before and haven't lost subscribers. So that's where we're at. And it's you, fun to you mention it's fun Dead to change it up. Haven't everyone. lost subscribers. Yeah, really? I know, right? Holy right, shit! Right. So, uh, all five people that have ever heard of Dead Z just like totally. What? Uh, Long story short, people. guys, we are not going to throw <laughs> you into the rock uh, podcasting world just yet, though. Next week, we have an awesome interview with the band Tetelestai talking about the origins of metalcore. Definitely a really cool conversation. And uh, on top of that, we're going to be doing Meshuga oh next my God, week yes. with uh, the band Not Beneath, which I'm really excited about. And then after that, guys, we're doing Pig Destroyer. So understand, we are not abandoning the metal. We are not abandoning the brutality. It will happen. But we like to expand our horizons, and we like to be able to not feel limited. And we want to make content that you guys like. So if you have any suggestions for us on what you want us to say, what you want us to talk about, we're, we're game to that. We'll check out anything I you throw I want at you us. to say Dig Dug is the all-supreme nerf herder of the universe. We will get back to that next week. I will not do that. I'm I want to hear... It's all about Galga. I want to get tweets. I want to get Facebook comments. I want to get YouTube comments. If you really want to hear about bands that aren't necessarily brutal and metal, let us know. Keep commenting. Keep talking Keep to tweeting. us. Keep tweeting. 
keep uh, YouTube commenting. We love hearing from you guys. It's been really great lately to hear from all of you, and uh, we look forward to it in the future. So if you send us something, we'll probably read it on the show. So that should be incentive enough to uh, leave a comment, leave your thoughts. So real quick, Jeff, what is your album of the week? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go off the reservation. What a shock, right? Douche. <laughs> Dan, what about you? No, 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 no. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. This is birthday, dude. <laughs> Duality Chaos by Deathtronic. I, I dig that. All right, good. I've heard that. Yeah. Okay, good. That's probably because I probably texted you that you shit. You did. You f- <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right, Dan, what about you? Honestly, guys, you're doing yourself a disfavor. Fuck. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are doing yourself a disservice if you're not listening to Crush Satan by Tetelestai. That's a great album. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't wait. Dom, you're in the room. What have you been listening to this week? Oh, man, this week, it's been a rough week. Um, for all you kids out there, I recommend going and raiding your parents' fucking album collection. Either find yourself a good collection of Iggy Pop or break out the motorhead. Everybody needs a little Lemmy in their lives, and damn it, this was the week for it. Damn straight. Go for it. Everyone take a drink. I already drank everything. And while everybody is finishing their bottles, I'm going to say, sticking with the theme, you should be listening to The Direction of Last Things by Intronaut. Thank you, Invisible Teeth. Thank you for telling me about this band. I had no idea. Well, he did. He just doesn't listen to me. So thank you, Invisible Teeth. (laughs) That's the truth. And on that note, this has been episode 50 of Discography Discussion. Good God, we've been doing this for 50 episodes. That's scary. Good Lord. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to DanAndJoeShow at gmail.com. Hey, when am I going to get in on the action? Next year. And if you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash DiscussMetal. We have some sweet perks. Give me your money. Please? Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me? Oh, Human League, yeah!